we're here. I'm Bill Barnes, and this is Gene, and we are in Omaha, Nebraska. Woo. We just spoke yesterday to the Omaha Public Library uh, staff day, and we had a fabulous time with them. They say it's flat here, but actually there are some slight variations in ground level, so don't believe everything you hear about Omaha. And spectacular lightning at night. Oh, it was it was so loud. It was a crack. We just don't get actual weather in Seattle, which some of the times is nice, but we do get earthquakes. Like Nepal, Like Nepal, yeah. I just, we just wanted to bring it down a level. That's right. A little more serious. We are on page 79 of, of the first Unshelved volume. We expect to finish this in approximately 2019. That's I think right. is what we're estimating. That's right. Um, so here we are with, uh, oh, they're, they're hiring a new page. And Buddy is competing against this annoying girl, Molly. And Mel didn't like it. Did they already hire a new page? Uh, no, they're, it's a little competition. Look at your slapstick moment there in the middle. I know, isn't that nice? That's nice. And I really like the bottom one too, where we see, we see having tomorrow have a little bit of bite. Okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow actually hates someone, expresses a negative opinion about someone. Is Molly Asian? She is. Okay. She is. You can tell because she looks different than the other characters in an undefinable way. What is the what is the uh, book Buddy's holding? I'm not sure. Beavers, Beavers and Love. Be no Beavers, Beavers I have loved. Beavers I have loved. Yeah. Have you read that book? No. Okay. No. But it, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, if not, somebody will write it now. Next page. Who gets hired, Bill? I don't understand. This is oh, killing me. They hire Molly, but Molly took up an internship with the Dalai Lama instead. Nice. That was our little Nepal moment. He's oh, not no, really no, from no, Nepal, no. is he? No. Okay. Was that was that vaguely racist of me to even imply that? I'm, I just I just get confused. He's, he's from he's from Tibet. That, is that close? He's in exile in India. Is our Nepal and Tibet close? Wow! Look, you didn't know you didn't know New Mexico is next to Texas. I did not know where the New Mexico border was. So at least you, you know geography begins at home, my friend. Well, uh, yeah, I've, I've never been to New Mexico though, but I've, I've been to Nepal, <laughs> okay. so I know where it's at. Oh, now you're just holding it over my head, Mister World Traveler. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've driven around the U.S. how many times? All right, I've driven around the U.S. like once, and I, I vaguely recall it. Oh, look, Betty's their last choice. So Shannon sad. went to the divorce hotline, but it doesn't bother him. That's nice. Uh, he looks a little sad, to be completely honest. Well, as sad as you can, as much emotion as you can express <laughs> in a mascot. I mean, this has been a challenge, right? Is that he's got a mask on, and so like he's got to be smiling the whole time. So mostly his, mostly it's his eyes. And once in a while, I'll put some eyebrows on him, even though it's not really realistic because it's a comic strip, and I can't. What do you do in your spare time? What do you do in your spare time, Jane What would you be in this strip at the bottom? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely watching movies and reading. Okay. Dory uh, looks like a doll at the bottom panel. She's next yeah. to Colleen. She's two dimensional. Is the only thing that I notice about that. <laughs> they co sleep. They do co sleep. Is, uh, is Mel fishing there? She's fly fishing. Oh, that's her line. I see it. All right. yeah. She's yeah. fly fishing over her shoulder. Which is she's got the vest. Well, she's 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 pulled it behind her, and then she's going to swing in front of her. Ah, confusing. Yeah. All right. A, ri a river runs through it. Apparently, yeah, it does. All right. Next, next page. page. Oh, library tip number three. I have to read the library tip. Should we, should we stop while we read? <laughs> well, I, I don't. I don't know what else. I don't know how else to do it. I. I we, we. We could. Re, we could preview all these things, but everyone else has to read too. So it's not. It's not wrong to do that. Oh, return your books on time. That has been a popular one for years. One of the things that's fascinating about the bottom one is that people have um, remembered it wrong, and so they remember it as a library hit squad. They often quote the book wrong. Like they have. They have put their own um, internal state on this. Uh, 
on this trip. Maybe we should sell that. Maybe we should maybe we should customize that for everybody who wants to customize it. It's kind of fascinating. Like some people have this whole authoritarian thing. Mostly they just remember the details wrong. And then it's just the right, which is one of the, the things about I, I never noticed that Doreen is in there, that Colleen is holding her child. Yeah, she's, she's in shades as well. That's nice. As a mother should. Yeah. Uh, I do like in the one above it that, that Colleen is teaching Doreen the Dewey Decimal System. That's nice. Yeah. Next page. Oh, this is the teenager one. Teenagers making out the whole yep. sequence. Yep. Uh, this is one of these strips that we use in, in one of our talks because this, it happens. The second one. Yeah. Teenagers make out in libraries. Still? Uh, it's one of the, whenever we get a tour, like we travel around a lot and we get tours of libraries and one of the questions I always ask is um, where do the teenagers go to have sex and, and they always like no, they're like, oh they go over here. Like it's not even, it's not even a joke, it's just I'm asking a very reasonable question, they're giving me a very reasonable This is answer. where you don't want to sit. Yeah. You go up to the library and just go, if you were me, where would you not sit in this <laughs> library? Right there. Perfect. Where, where should I sit? Over there. Uh, I like Mel's solution. That's, that's unusually, that's sort of a Dewey solution, but Mel, it's Mel. Well done. Well done, Mel. Nice. Next page. And a Polaroid joke. A very dated Polaroid joke. Uh, Polaroid is like an Instagram. That's all you need to know to understand that joke. Uh, oh, our first teen read week. All right. Yep. It's graphic novels. He's got 23 bucks. Hey, this is realistic. <laughs> <laughs> this must be based on an experience I had. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about how's that. He, how's he going to spend it? I don't know. Welcome to programming. Welcome to library. That's a pretty funny joke. I was thinking of blowing on a Super Bowl ad. You're going to buy a Super Bowl ad? We're going to watch one. I think my budget might pay for the electricity. That sounds like a bill joke. And then the teen council. Yeah, teen council. I never had a teen council when I was a teen librarian. This this is almost certainly your joke, though. Did Had you heard of teen councils? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, libraries libraries kind of suck teens in by telling them they're going to they're gonna get some authority. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they let them help pick books and review books. And It's kind of like student government. You're going to get a say. Yeah, you get a say. You're going to get a very tiny little say. Like, it, it's kind of, it, it, you know, in the worst in the worst instances, I think it's come in and do my job for me. <laughs> Help me figure out what programs I need to do. So what they do is they, they give them the, the promise of power. Well, it, it's not the promise of power. It's actually power. Yeah, but not a lot of power. Not a lot of power, no, because yeah. when, you, when you go to the teen council, they're, they're like, you're like, hey, what kind of programs do you want to see? And then they start listing off these things, and then you're like, we have 23 bucks. <laughs> it kind of ends the conversation very quickly. And then you just spend it on pizza for the teen council. It's, yeah. it's amazing how quickly well, that happens. That's, that is a different kind of power. Look, did you, did my biting social commentary at the bottom, the girls' names are Madison and Montana. That's some biting social commentary. What are you talking about? In the bottom step. I can't read that fast, man. Merv wants to buy a particularly violent video game. Dax thinks we should throw a reading rave. Dax? Yep. Wow, a nice Deep Space Nine yep. shot out there. Look at that. She doesn't have freckles either. That's, that's and, a disappointing. And it's, it's, a, it's a he. Dax is a he. But, you know, as in Deep Space Nine, these gender roles are just arbitrary. Dax is a he. In this, it's a guy. Is Dax the symbiote in Deep Space Nine? Or is yeah, Dax but I wasn't making that reference. No, is Dax the symbiote or is Dax the, the woman? I can't remember. Dax is the, is, is the... Oh, I don't know. Wow, I thought you just read Wikipedia. I thought you caught up, caught up in all Star Trek things. No, I was telling you about something I did like 10 years ago. I think I think Dax is the symbiote. That's, okay. where, I'm gonna, that's where I'm gonna go with it. All right, well, let's let's stop and figure that out. Or it's Avery Brooks. We're gonna stop the recording. Okay, we've come back from the recording. What did you learn? Dax is the symbiote. All right, we didn't really stop the recording. All right, next. Soldier of Fortune gave it five stars. You're still there? Yeah, okay, next page. I'm ahead. How's Teen Reach shaping up? Amorphously. That's funny. Yeah, look, look at that perspective shot in the second second uh, strip. It's Merv. not look at that. good. <laughs> actually, this, the, Merv, the Merv one's pretty good. I it's, think the Merv one's pretty good, actually. It's not good. Merv's making comics, man. Look no, it's that. good. I like it. I like it. Oh, this is the one where he's making comics. That's cute. Is John Constantine. Dewey is John Constantine. He draws Constantine. pretty well. 
Is that John Constantine TV show still on? No. Did it get canceled already? Yeah, I think so. Let's hold on. Let's suspend the recording. Okay, we're back. Did it get canceled? I have no idea. No. I wasn't able to find any data. We should really suspend the recording when I'll, we say uh, we're suspending the recording. I'll, I'll, I'll trace if it has been erased from the internet. That's as far as I can tell you. We'll leave it. Uh, here's a dig. Marvel and DC will never hire you. You have way too much creativity. And Murph says, I knew I should have been more derivative. Uh, I, think, I, I think that was you. Bur I, that's I, a sick burn. I think that was you, just bitter. Sick burn. Bitter that they haven't called yet. Next chapter. Next page. Your was this is, this is me attempting to do like different drawing styles. Yeah. And uh, in the next one I do... I it's do not a bad Darth Vader. It's not a bad Darth Vader. It's, it's Darth Mal or whatever. And then the next one is uh, Buddy... Uh, is, is, is me doing manga. It's Buddy as Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also... But, but did you see, notice that Dewey's eyes are like... I attempted to do manga eyes. And little, little, the little sweat coming off the, the head. Do you know what that little bit of sweat means? No. You should look it up. Well, okay, we'll stop the recording. All right, I looked it up. What does it mean? No, no, you, you're supposed to tell me what it means. I don't know. All right. I like Go Go Buddy Book Attack. That was probably you. That was probably me. And, and then the Braille. That was when my daughter was watching a lot of Pokemon. So the next I, one. I never understood. The next trip, um, I had a whole plan, which which we eventually did, but it didn't happen for years after this. But a whole plan for um, putting in the full text of the of the strip so that you could search it, and then what this says in Braille is something to the effect of uh, soon the full text of every unshelved strip will be available so that blind people can read it too. But um, doesn't it, say hate it was a lie. Does it hate it too? What doesn't say hate it too? No, it, you know that's up to interpretation. It was a lie. It wasn't soon. It did eventually happen, and now it's not true anymore. I mean, now our full text is probably lagging behind again. It's quite far behind, yeah. Yeah, but I like I like that. Um, you know, one day the, the blind people can enjoy that and enjoy the joke. Oh look, there's our Mira Servino joke on the next page. Okay, did we talk about the Mira Servino thing? We did. Yeah, it was it was in here for a while. Okay. Yeah. Good old Mira Servino. I miss her. No, she's she's still I've had like this conversation. It's fantastic. Oh, I like I like the next one. It's another one we use in, in one of our talks. A book on furs, shag carpeting, tarantulas, hairy tongue, bearded ladies, taxidermy. Did I have to explain hairy paintings, tongue to you? I've pets, crew cuts. I remember you didn't understand what no, hairy man, tongue was. No, man, it's just was. moldy. I know what hairy tongue is. What is hairy tongue? It's when you have like a hangover. No, you've got, no, you've got no, no, no. Nasty. What is it? No, I thought it was like I thought it was like mouth cancer. Well, we'll stop the recording and look it up. No, no, I remember this from some crazy-ass health video mm. uh, when I was in middle school or something. Mm -hmm. I thought it was called hairy tongue and, like, you have these... You, you don't, you're Maybe whole, we'll have our readers call in and answer this whole question. whole inside of your mouth turns brown and, and uh, white. I don't know why it's called hairy. It didn't look hairy. Okay. Well, I don't think that's correct, but, you know, maybe there's more than one definition of it. Another library tip. Librarians are regular people. That's a lie, though. Clearly. They're not regular They're people? superheroes. That's true. That was just pandering. That was just pandering. They're, they're the most normal people. This is the thing: is is periodically a librarian will walk up to me and be like, "I'm I'm an unstereotypical librarian, and I'm I'm different than all the others." And there's you know, there's so many librarians. They're just people. I understand. Sorry, I thought you were making a point here, but now I don't get it. Just that this, you know, it's a, as a profession. I'm not sure there's anything you can say about them. We're special. We're special. That's all you need to say, Bill. We're, we're special. all special. You're the most. You you have special needs. Next page. I don't know what value line is. It's some publication, right? It's some it's, like it's stock. Like, it's like this stock thing. Yeah. It's one of those things. Is it now completely obsoleted by the internet? Well, it's the thing. It's the thing that like old older men usually who think they are uh, better off investing their money by themselves uh -huh. come in and check every day, uh -huh. like religiously. Even though it's not updated every day, they come in every day. It's very nice. <laughs> Just to see if it's been updated. Yeah, it's usually in a binder. I think it's available online. And is it like stock history? It's like stocks and like mutual funds and. 
There's different flavors of value line, as far as I remember. I don't know. Here's um here's another attempt to have different clothes. Mel has a tie. Wow. And uh, which she's cute in a tie actually. I like that. I'm putting her in a tie again. Yeah. And then tomorrow's got a turtleneck. One of those one of those cute turtlenecks. Does Mel have a tie over her polo shirt? Is that what I'm looking at there? Well, it's not necessarily a polo shirt. It's just <clears> a collared shirt. We don't know what kind of shirt it is because we can't see the rest of it. But yes, she does. She just has a tie over her regular shirt. Mm-hmm. And I like the I like the wheelchair joke in the second one. I think I drew the wheelchair in the last panel pretty badly, but it's interesting. Yeah, it's like it's like the wheels are attached to his hips. It's yeah, maybe there. Maybe he's got an axle through there. That'd be good. That'd yeah. be good engineering. Okay. Next strip. Next page. Oh, next page. What do you do when a man you aren't attracted to keeps asking you out and Buddy's walking away and we haven't <clears> established <throat> that it was Buddy asking her out? It's just a little hint there. Maybe he was. Also, she's wearing like a vest. This is when Tamara had more than one outfit. I bet she misses that. And then, like, aliens in Star Trek, they all had the same outfit forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, the, you know, crew. It's their uniforms. I think she just has, you know, they come into work, and, like, Mr. Rogers, they change into their work outfit. Like a coverall. Like Mr. Rogers wore. What does Colleen say? I tell him that I don't subscribe to patriarchal notions like going out since I joined my sisters in the Revolutionary Feminist Collective. Then I say that since I'm so fond of him, I'll make sure his death is quick and painless when society is made right in the uprising. I like it. A good answer. Okay. The next one, library tip number six, is one of our most popular strips ever. It's funny because it's true. Well, the next one. These are these are this is a this is a hot this is a hot page. Yeah. The next one is is actually that strip is so good we ended up redrawing it because or I ended up redrawing it. I'd say we. I'm going to give you some credit for the redrawing. We we. You're You're just saying we because it's it's about French. Uh, We we. Uh, I ended up redrawing this strip. Yeah. So this is the one I I actually use this now in my library program as well to talk about the. Scott Adams, six elements of humor. Cute, clever, cruel, bizarre, recognizable, naughty. And you have to have at least two to be funny, and the more you have, the funnier, and this one has all six. This is my explanation for why this is such a popular strip. Explain. Well, it's cute, because it's a comic strip. Like, that's one of the things Scott Adams says. It's the nice thing about a comic strip is it's cute, so you're already, like, one-sixth of the way there. Hmm. Or halfway there, really, because you only need two of these elements. It's clever, like Dewey being clever. It's cruel, he's being a little mean to the woman. Um, it's bizarre, because it's kind of a... He, he just sort of goes... Just the thing he says, kind of bizarre. It's off. It's off on the side. It's it's recognizable. We recognize this situation, and it's naughty because he's talking about sex. He is. And then it's like they're son. The, the key to this is that Dewey's speaking I in French accent. The son. That's why I've always been so confused about this. Okay. Makes more sense. Thanks for clarifying you that. You spelled S O N. You know. Thank, thank you for clarifying. That. Yeah. Was for me, Doctor Humor. Yeah. Okay. Next page. Oh, this is the uh, the Korean mudong. Strips. There must be a, there must be a story behind this. Did this just come whole out of out of your brain? I don't know what I was reading about Korea, where I lived for a long time. But there are there are there are mudongs in Korea who are kind of like they're kind of witch doctors. They can perform exorcisms. I'm, I'm very unclear on what, what exactly they do. Okay, but uh, there's some kind of. But you're like this is comedy gold. You thought as you were. I thought it was, and then you you drew the little Korean old lady as Frankenstein. Was that after my mother-in-law? I, I it's not that I drew her as. Frankenstein, you specifically asked me to. Did I? Yes, because no. you wrote you wrote this. Look, I didn't write the sequence, obviously. <laughs> That's why she's wearing a mask. It's an American spirit. She had an American touch. She really loves Boris Karloff. Like, you wrote all these oh, words. Oh, right, all right. Oh, she did? Okay, so it's supposed to, she's supposed to look like uh, Frankenstein. Yes. Yeah, they were. They she were also masks. does look a little bit like your mother-in-law. Well, she's her height. Even with a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Although my mother-in-law doesn't have that cape. Hmm. Yep, so she's exercising the... Uh... Not a cape. There's no cape. No, whatever that... She doesn't, have, she doesn't have the. I, I must have found. I don't know where I got this outfit. Like I didn't. I didn't yeah. make that up either. I don't know where that. I came think from. you sent me some art. Maybe. 
Yeah. Like, uh, there's like this robe called a dudumagi, which uh, that is not a dudumagi, so I don't. It probably wouldn't be that either. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the haunted, the haunted, the haunted computer. The demon sequence. possessed. The demon possessed, demon possessed computer. computer. See, you know, if the computer victim in the library figures out that the, that mm. the computer is demon possessed, maybe we can bring these guys back. Nice. I'll work on that. Next page. This is a, this is an unfair slam on Anne of Green Gables. I finally read Anne of Green Gables in my family, and it was delightful. But you don't like Anne of Green Gables. What are you talking about? I'm talking about the first strip. The library tip. Oh, oh, oh. I'm like looking for the Anne of Green Gables. All I can see is the uh, the B-Man in the second strip. Ah. Well, yeah, but, but uh, you know, it, it's not a slam on Anne of Green Gables. It's a comment on the kids not wanting to read Anne of Green Gables. See? And Dewey. And Dewey knows them. Dewey gets yes. Dewey, Dewey, he knows teenagers. Right? It's too bad, because they would have found it delightful. <laughs> what, what is delightful about Anne of Green Gables? Anne is delightful. My friend Liz has been trying to get me to read Anne of Green Gables for years, I feel like. Well, read it now. No, I'm not talking about it. Two of your best friends have recommended this book. I, I, will, I, will, admit, I will admit I have, I have copies of the first four Anne of Green Gables books at home staring at me on a bookshelf. Read them to your daughter. They're uh, delightful. I don't They're know. totally delightful. My, my daughter and I are reading, we're reading Winger by Andrew Smith right now. I think Practically I, the same book. <laughs> really? Is there, is there rugby and a lot of thoughts about is, Does Anne think about sex all the time? Probably. Does she? Does she have a roommate who makes her drink at night and uh, vomit all over this, her it's, it's, It must just be like a reimagining of Anne of Green Gables, is the way it, you're describing it. I, I, didn't know, I think you'll I, really like I it. I didn't know Winger and Anne of Green Gables had really so much like in common. Right. Plus there's some science fiction and really? there's time travel. Is she is she taken over by She's got aliens? superpowers she and aliens. She's possessed. Is there probing? Yes. You'll love it. What's the guy's name? Maybe we'll really love it. Gilbert. Gilbert Blythe. Isn't it, isn't it freaky that I know that without having read it? It is a little bit. Like, like why would I know that? What's also weird is weird. I was just talking about this with my family the other day. Who was in the Who was in the movie? I don't know, but the actor just died. Like that's how we were talking about it. Yeah. Someone Someone who was a huge fan of the movie was being sad because the actor who played Gilbert Blythe just died in the movie. Is, is there Is there one movie version that's like the movie version of Anna Green Gables? You've exhausted my knowledge of Anna Green Gables. I've only ever read the book. Yeah, but only the first one. Yes, you read the rest. Well, all right, man. Trick or treat. Books done. <laughs> Bam. Let's not go to the butchers. Oh, here's our classic strip, the, the third one. Done oh, one. yeah. So, true story. Someone wrote in and said, I had a, had a Dewey moment today. Uh, someone came in and wanted a psychic, and I showed them the phone book. And they said, I want a real psychic. And he said, just, or she said, just concentrate really hard. The, the, the real ones will find you. And so we copied and pasted that more or less, more or less intact into the strip. Then we had, like, that was, it, it's interesting, like, that, it, it's less funny, I think, in this strip. So we sort of added a joke, because that's in that class of things that's funnier if you know it's true. And if you don't know it's true, then it just sounds like a, you know, an okay joke in a comic strip. I find it fascinating that you drew Terry Moore before we ever met him. I could just see him coming in my future. Did, had you met Terry Moore by then? No. See, I, I had seen him speak at Comic-Con Not until... By now. Oh, I'd probably seen him at Comic-Con. I, I don't think you went with me to that panel that first year we went. I did. Did you? To the yep. Terry Moore panel? Yep. You were there with me? I, I, I definitely went with you, because I wouldn't have gone on my own, because I wasn't reading Strangers in Paradise. So the only reason I would have gone was with you. I totally, I totally think I was alone in that. Maybe not. Maybe I just felt alone. Mm -hmm. He he spoiled something. Like he talked about, he talked about. Well, let's see. I guess there's the plane crash, and like half the people audience went, "What?" I don't remember that. He's like, "Wait, is that issue out yet?" Next I, page. I, I just remember the reverence the entire the entire crowd of women had for Terry Moore as he stepped up to the podium. Yeah. yeah. He, Next owned, page. he owned that audience. He did. All right, we're at the information desk. <laughs> Scene information desk. Did you see that ambulance take the guy away? Some sort of flu? Oh, this is this is where we started getting the Dewey hates being sick thing. I like this lady though. This lady, this lady is definitely channeling um, aspects of my wife here. Yes, long life through bee sweat. <laughs> She's definitely channeling your wife. 
the, I think I think the greatest thing, the one thing I wish people could see is like when when uh, Sarah brings shots of stuff in to you. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. I'll call it Gak. Shots of Gak. Well, no, all. there's no one thing. It changes every six months or a year. I know. Whatever she's bringing me, and and as, as we've discussed, like marriage is one of those things where you choose your battles. And one of the one of the things I, I choose not to fight is I will I will eat whatever my wife gives me. <laughs> And that works out. That, is a, that is a dangerous policy, my friend. No, it's she's no, it doesn't give me anything life threatening. <laughs> but this is the this is the magazine she reads, Health Freak, the magazine for people who believe anything. It's a little it's a little unfair to my wife because she's very analytical and she really thinks about stuff and you know she's probably not always right, but her information is high quality. I think I think I, I think your assumption is she's she's more right than you would be. Oh. For sure, and, and I'm definitely healthier than I would be without her. So, on, on average, I think she works out for me. I like the last panel, the rare, the rare uh, looking first person, the, the first person shooter view. Oh, of, 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 of the third strip. Yeah, I like the digital blur. Thanks. That's nice. Thanks. All right. Um, All right. Do we sick? Do we Next sick. page. And what's he watching there, Bill, in the third panel? What's he watching? He is watching Super Friends. Nice. And and uh, the name of the twins. Oh, I had it until you asked me. Uh, give me a second. God, I don't know. They're like they look like aliens. Well, they are aliens. Are they aliens? Is that established that they're well, aliens? That's why they have a blue monkey named Gleep. Well, okay. I can't remember what they're Z called. Zan and Zana. You know, you don't know either. I think that's right. All right. I'm gonna serve it. Okay. Oh, I'm Mick, and today we're cooking with yak butter. Yak butter and what, Mick? Just yak butter. What is that? I, I don't know. Right there. I don't know. Uh, is Sarah giving Sarah you shots of yak butter at that? No, point? I think that's you. Uh, Super Friends Marathon. We even called it out. Yep. All right. Nice. Back to Health Freak Magazine, and Health Freak Magazine worked. It did. I nice. used a few tips. All right. Done. Next page. Oh, Dewey's a skier. What? We didn't know that. He's You're saving a few sick days for ski season. Look, six feet in the mountains, and it's in even December. Not only have we established in one panel that we never reference again that Dewey want that Dewey likes to ski. But uh, we've established they're near enough the mountains that that's a possibility for him. Like we've never said where Malville is, but now we know it's not Omaha. Well, uh, maybe maybe he drives a long way to the mountains. A, a long way. I, I believe they make snow here. I believe he can ski here. Yeah, but that's not what he's saying there. Six feet in the mountains, and it's not even December. Mountains could, uh, could be anywhere. There are so many strips here from our talk. It makes me realize that I, you know the talk was built primarily after year one, and we haven't added a whole lot since then. So one of these days we ought to update our talks. What's happening in number two? Oh, the guy, the guy uh, stuck um, a clothes, a hanger, a wire hanger into the tele, into the monitor because it worked on his TV. Top of the TV, yep. and it looks like a guy from like Logan's Run. If that if that sweatshirt had a stripe on it, I think he's from Logan's Run. Oh, I miss Logan's Run. You miss Once it? in a while, they talk about doing a remake of it. Ugh. I love Logan's Run. I like the guns. I like the guns that shot a little bit of fire. Mm -hmm. I like them too. Did they had little four four little pieces of fire came out? Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice because you didn't see the laser bolt traveling across the room. Right, which you wouldn't see. M much like you can't see a bullet, right? Right. It was it was unclear what it was actually throwing out, so it was just kind of awesome. Yep. Yeah. Nice effect. Yeah. Good guns, and then frozen naked people. That's the part I remember in Logan's Run when I was a kid. Yeah. I'd run downstairs every time it was on Cinemax to watch that uh, scene, which I, which is like an hour and ten minutes in. I'm not going to talk about my sexual fetishes, but let's just say it was very formative for me. <laughs> Farrah Fawcett with a with a doctor robot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but if I don't have if I don't have a, a robot firing lasers at me, I just can't do it. Is that right? Yeah. Also, Farrah Fawcett. Things have really gone downhill for me. Perfect. Next page. Oh, I need a library card. Why does she need it? My windshield is iced up. 
Nice. It's funny because it's true. My only problem with this next strip, with the, the back and forth, is I, I want those to be interleaved and not just left and right. <laughs> but my my word bubble, you know, positioning has gotten yeah, better. The the uh, spirit of Brian Michael Bendis is, is uh, mm -hmm. moaning right now. No, it's just it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't flow quite as well. The book he's reading is called The Bestseller. That's funny. Mm -hmm. What is this National Evasive Answer Day? Yes, fill out this complaint and I could win a trip to the state finals. I don't think it's true though. I think Dewey's just kidding. Do you think we should be reading each of these strips as we go through them? No. No, I'm just reading the parts I like. Yeah, but it's it's a little weird. You keep you pop in to read it a little bit. I know people can handle it. I know you can't. You're actually having trouble keeping up with me, but I know everyone else can. I, I'm literally pointing at the parts I'm reading, and you're having trouble keeping up. But our our, our readers are, are smarter than you are. I understand. Judge a book by its cover. Yep. It looks like it might be violent. Which part? The sleeping cat or the roaring fire? Nice. Okay. Nice. Next page. Oh, it's the shusher. It's the shusher. Where was the shusher? We the had big plans shusher. for this. They never they never appeared. We're at, page, we're at page 96. I think we can get to the end of this book today. I think we're going to have a special long... This is the first time we've ever recorded in person together. I think the Shusher is like the squirrel. The Shusher exists in some parallel universe where all the ideas we had... Continue on? Yeah, ski. The, one, the ones we dropped like a hot potato. Dewey's always leaving to go ski. The thing is, the Shusher came back like another couple of times. Uh, yeah, but... And so and so I feel like the Shusher had his, his day in the sun. And I'm not saying he won't come back again. It's been a little while, but he had a whole thing. Remember, he was, um, he was Randy, the Randy Librarian's sidekick. What was Randy's name there? The Black Book. The Black Book. That's right. Yeah, he was just dressed. He's like dressed in leather chaps or something. Oh, I, I haven't even met Randy yet. Randy's still like at least a year away. Skip ahead to the next page for a second. All right. There's the most awkward looking panel. Oh, I've ever I know. Seen. I know. <laughs> See, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be shushing. It's supposed to be finger shushing. But but there isn't a single person who looked at that and didn't think it was a room full of sex toys. We just had we just had uh, breakfast at what was that place called? Joe's. Joe's. A, a Jim Steiner. Jim's Jim Steiner. Joe's Diner. Uh huh. Jim Steiner. In Omaha, and we walked past a shop that had this exact display. In the uh -huh. window. It's called it's called Lover Lux. Lover Lux. That and is... it was a, it had like sex toys and window and a, and um, uh, yeah, it was not subtle, and it was right <laughs> right in their little old downtown area. No. Um, it wasn't. You couldn't walk by it and think, oh, that must just be an interesting. No, it's clearly a sex. Do you think we can have a sec, uh, Kickstarter the... for this? Yeah. Yeah. Have this giant here. Yeah, yeah. Have a giant shushing finger in your library. Yeah. So sorry, everyone, about inserting the sex toys into this comic strip. I, I still maintain it. It sort of looks like a finger. The, one of the other problems too is that um, there aren't enough fingers because I draw I draw <laughs> I draw three finger hands instead of four finger hands, which is a common thing in comics. But it just sort of added to the scrotum, like you know. If Hellboy has the right hand of doom, what is this? The right hand of. Oh, we're not going to go to it. Uh, it's time for, has come for the shusher to reveal his true identity. It is I, Merv, mild-mannered young adult. Surprised? I'm afraid not. What gave me away? You're a Darth Vader underoos. I was there when you bought the money eBay. These, you know, it's possible that their relationship's a little too intimate. <laughs> Next page. We all know Just to add to the creepiness. Hey, dude, we all know the teens in our library a little too well. It's, it's a little it's too well. A... I think, so then, this is the next page where I like the last shusher panel where it says, is this the end? Question mark. A nice little, nice little Marvel spot. Nice. And uh, oh, look at look! There's a little little uh, powers call out in the next in the middle strip there on the next page. Where the chaotic chic? Oh yeah, look at that! Oh, nice. That's fine. Yeah. Do you believe in a higher power? Zod, defender of the ninth level. Never been anyone tougher. And then uh, and then and then uh, and then the reference to to Buddy being a, a man of God. It's funny we didn't we didn't get any email on this one. No nope. email on the later one. No, not, not this one. No. Nope. Next page. All right. 
Uh, oh, there's the computer victim. I think this might be the com first computer victim. I need to send a, quote, email, unquote. What does that mean? What is a, quote, email? Well, it means he doesn't even know, like, he doesn't know that it's a real term. It's sort of like you're using some very obscure technical term. Like, do you have a do you have an owner's manual for a quote cast and jammer model five p unquote? I don't know. No, yeah, that's that's what it means. I think it works. I think I think we're establishing that he's quoting it because he doesn't know what it is and he doesn't think anyone else might. Hey, look, look, the computer victim has a name. I didn't know his name was John Smith. That's huh. nice. Really? Wow. Yeah. Have you forgotten that too? The most generic possible name. But we really, we really went he to is, the mats on he that. He is one. everybody. Well, no, he, he is. is. He's an everyman. Yes. Okay, next. But, I mean, the computer victim is, you know, he's completely recognizable. He is in every library. There are more than one of him in every library at any one time. I don't understand that. I think everybody in my library has learned to use the internet through my amazing powers of... Uh, All right, but you're not there anymore. That's true. I'm in Omaha. Far from home. Oh, so this is the book drop sequence. This is the kids stealing things from the book drop. And then, and then the bottom we see that Dewey is feeding them really, really low quality uh, items, low quality DVDs, which yeah, I think is a pretty funny idea. Oh man! Every time I every time I put anything in a book drop anymore, I just I feel like I feel sick to my stomach, like somebody's going to reach in and grab it. Oh yeah, you got to assume so. I, yeah, I always do. I always wonder why the, why they don't have like the book drop kind of is like a, a bear proof. Um, well, I think it should, be, it should be like one of those things where um, there's severe tire damage. You know, if you pull out, why there's spikes. I would just settle for something where, like like at the post office where you can't reach in. Isn't that, isn't that the way to do this? I yes. Mean, like, like it's still weird that you can just reach into these book drops. I think, I think ours is like that, the one in my library. Boy, the one the one in my my neighborhood library is not. And it's, we it's have a we have outside. a big foreboding looking steel box outside. Yeah, the library. That's oh. what we have too. But but you can I think you can totally reach into it. And what what stinks is that when it gets full, people just right. They just kind of it's overflowing. Yeah, people start jamming. And there's a sign on it that says it's your responsibility if it's not checked in by the library staff. And like what? Yeah. No, which, which basically means don't don't use the book drop. Yeah, I abandon brought, all hope, ye who I brought deposit my stuff here. back. Yeah, if, if you go midnight on Tuesday, you're fine. But any any other time, thanks, Pete. You're in deep trouble. Look at all the great movies we found in the book drop. I don't know. I never heard of the Lemon Sisters. The Lemon Sisters is one of two movies I ever walked out of. What is the Lemon Sisters? Um, it's like Diane Keaton, and it's these three sisters who sing. I don't know. I can't tell you much about it because I walked out of it. Did, did we walk out of Be Cool together? We did. That, oh, that's the only movie I ever walked out of. Yeah. Be Cool. That was the, the second movie I ever walked out of. The sequel to Get Shorty, which yeah. Get Shorty is, has got to be one of my top five favorite films of that's, all time. That's the thing. is like I would have gone to see this. Well, I did go to the sequel to that without any... Oh, we were at the Neptune in Seattle. It was still a movie theater, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. What is it now? It's, uh, it's a concert hall. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It'll come full circle. Why was Be Cool so bad, though? It's just... Uh, it's painful. I, maybe, I'll, maybe I should read the book. I wonder if there's more... Are there more Chili Plumber books than Be Cool? You wouldn't know. Why am I asking you? You're not a librarian. You, you, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't read books. You just scowl at me when I, when I ask you questions about books. Is the roof leaking again? No, I'm installing our book drop theft deterrent. I don't understand. I'm reading aloud. <laughs> again. All right. Isn't see. that your internet spy camera? The one that doesn't work? Let's go to the next page. She, but this is funny. She says, great, our new security system is a scarecrow. And then he says, if we could just get those birds off it. That's not even a very good scarecrow. Get it? That's really funny. I think it's funny. Oh, uh, here's our genealogy sequence. <laughs> I like the guy on fire. Because <laughs> he didn't take Dewey's advice. It's terrible fire. It looks like he's wearing a lion. I kind of like that. That's, a, right. that's, a, that's as good as black and white fire guts. No, it's, it's just it's too it's too weird that we have a guy on fire. Why do we have a guy on fire in the comic? <laughs> that's what you said to do. <laughs> it's a lifetime commitment. It's not easy. Sifting through tons of information. 
they didn't take Dewey's advice, and that's what happens. You catch on fire. And then she finds out that Maybe that should be our library ranger's genealogy badge, it's just a guy on fire. <laughs> you think anybody would get it? And then I, I dropped a couple of names in this. The Melville Taylors after friends of mine, now sadly divorced. And it's written by Sean Ryan, who's an old friend of mine. You know Sean. Sean in uh, Boston, Sean? Yep. Oh, yeah. The next page. Oh, your variety. Your second strip, your library accepts a variety of payment methods. I still like, I like the top one. I like the little... The little uh, oh, the Zen? The little faux Eastern philosophy, yeah. Type without typing. But search, nothing's happening. Search without searching, young man. Look for nothing and find everything. Read the book, but don't look at the words. He's been studying. He's been studying to be a Jedi. <laughs> and the joke, which is sadly not true at all, is that in the second strip, that when we when we gave this talk in Oklahoma, that everybody spent their time talking about how I drew the cow. But that was just simple regionalism and not really true. It got a great laugh in uh, Omaha. I know. I mean, that's why I'm going to keep making the joke. Just because just it's not true doesn't mean I'm going to keep making the joke. Sometimes you just got to say things that aren't true. They're emotionally true. My uncle just said the other day, uh, don't, let, don't ever let the truth get between you and a good story. Your uncle? Your dad's brother? No, my uh, wife's uncle. Your wife's uncle? In Fredericksburg, Texas. Is your wife's uncle your uncle? I, I, I have... You assert that? I assert that he's my uncle. Yeah. He feels like an uncle. Is my cousin's husband my cousin? He gives me a hard time, so that's like, no, he's my uncle. Is my cousin's cousin, cousin, my cousin's husband my cousin? Yes. Is my cousin's cousin my cousin? Yes. Is my cousin's grandson my cousin? Yes. Cousin is a generic. It isn't? Yeah. Cousin means it's someone I'm vaguely related to. Just like out there. Well, it doesn't have to be. I mean, your first cousin is someone you're very related to. Right. Because you share, you know, you share grandparents. But my, my, my daughter asked me how related I was to one of, the, one of the kids we met on the trip to Austin a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. And I said, uh, if you want to marry him, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was my whole answer. She just looked at me. But ours is like ours is complicated. Of course, there's like there's the related by marriage stuff, and plus our daughter's adopted, and eventually we just decide everybody's cousins. You know, cousin means you're vaguely related to them in some way. That's cousin. Right. Either easier or harder to define. All right. Next. Next page. I can't How to why, jumpstart your cat? I can't remember why I thought that was funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny actually. <laughs> she just lies around the house all day. <laughs> See, I, I love I love the second strip. The second strip is is my life on the reference desk. All right, hold on. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it aloud. I need a phone book. I have one right here. No, one for Prescott, Arizona. I should have guessed. Let's go see if we have one. You're very lucky. But I need the 1992 edition. See. So tell me why this is your job in the reference desk. Because you have, you have the obscure thing they want, and then they want some other version of that obscure thing that you have. It's, no. it's, it's like, it's not, it, it's obscure. Like, the fact, the fact that you even, like, showed up with something. Yeah, a Prescott, Arizona, like. Yeah, like, they should be, they should wherever be astonished model is just not amazed. Prescott, and, Arizona. Right. Yeah. They should be like, woohoo, look at that. That's amazing. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong year. <laughs> You suck. You're a terrible library. Right? This is yeah. a dumb library. Yeah. This is a terrible library. This is crap. What are my tax dollars paying for? And you're like, wow. In, in the old days, just imagine this. Like, 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 fifteen, maybe twenty years ago, the libraries, big libraries, had phone books from all over the U.S. Yeah. on the shelves. Yeah, just insanity to me. Like, the libraries basically exchange phone books with each other mm -hmm. to make sure they had a complete collection. There's an interlibrary phone book loan. No, they're just they're just sent to each other. Oh, I see. Like, like, like here's like, our local. Yeah, here's our phone book, and yeah. there's your phone book, because there was no other way to get them. Yeah, crazy. Uh, and the next one is a, is a is from a sequence that we only did a few of, which is Dewey having a little daydream. Like Harry's in prison. Uh, he went to he went to prison for giving a guy really bad directions for a crime he didn't commit. No, he's happy about it. Okay. Worst directions I ever gave. He says, got a right. big smile on his face. I don't know what he's reading. I don't want to know. The next one is is uh, no matter how many signs you put on it, no one mm -hmm. will ever. Paying attention to the signs. That's funny because it's true. It is true. Well, but that's not exactly what what's going on. Is 
No, it is. Yeah. It's not that they're not paying attention to it. It's that they are they are looking for specific like everything. And she says, yes, absolutely everything, even these. And so, it's not that they're not paying attention to it. They're actually they're actually not believing what it says. In this one, which is a little bit different. Well, I, I think everybody wants to qualify everything. Yep, they can't believe it applies to them. I remember the, the I remember the middle strip is based on this giant globe I saw somewhere. Which is actually bigger than you drew it here. Ah. It was like it was like as big as the kids, basically. Wow. And uh, cool. the librarian told me that uh, it was always getting knocked off because kids <laughs> were spinning it. Because there's a great lesson in there. That's all I remember. All right. Yeah. Here's another phone book joke. Two phone book jokes. Yes. Local, most recent edition. Yes, of course. Just checking white pages. White doesn't really suit me. It's good. I like that. So in this case, she did want the right phone book, but now she's getting picky about. I realized looking at that, and like like uh, like color names. Other than the basic colors, color yeah. names mean nothing to me. Oh, really? You don't know what fuchsia is? No. Okay. What is fuchsia? It's a it's a bright pink. Really? Mm -hmm. I had to look up teal the other day. Really? Yeah. They, they, just don't, they just don't hang visually in my head. I mean, I, I I get colors, but I don't. So United States geography and color are two. Not you're not authoritative on those. Well, geography. If I've been to the state, I kind of know where we are. Uh -huh. If I've driven there, uh -huh. like right now, I don't really know where we are. Okay. I know we're next to Iowa. We are. Is that right? Mm -hmm. What's on the other side? Um, on the other side of what? South of here? Is on Nebraska. Uh, no, on the west side. What's west of us right now? You got me. I also <laughs> I also <laughs> I thought you knew Mr. I Geography. Say I was authoritative. I just <laughs> Is said it you New were. Mexico? That's your, no, that seems to be your answer not, to everything that I, I ask. I know the, oh, I know we're abutting Kansas. Is that true? In fact, the geographical center of the U.S., we're just a little bit north of it. Hmm. Yeah, we're pretty close to the. I'm, I'm actually asserting that we are in the geographical center, plus or minus a few hundred miles. Next page. We're on 106. We're on 106. Another phone book. Bottom of the page. <laughs> I like that there's a little continuity here. May I have the phone book? I don't think so. I've been burned by this one a lot lately. It's nice. Yeah. My dream is always to set the clocks back. We always had these people who would walk in, and if, if it was like three minutes after the hour, and when we finally opened the doors, they acted like it was some kind of crime, like we were stealing... Time from, time. time from the taxpayers. Yep, they're valuable time. I'm with them. Yep. Why are we trying to steal their time? Because, man, we were late opening. Yep. This is still the reference desk that has the rattan inside. Oh, wow, look at that. Yep. Nice. All right, next. Next page. Ask me about my hair plugs. I don't want to ask you about your hair plugs. <laughs> I, I had a friend in Korea when I was teaching at a high school who, uh, who had gotten the hair plugs. They had basically taken all these hairs out of the back of his, of his head and... Uh -huh. He had, he had these little little top. long hairs, and they had, they had glued them into his forehead, and he had like one giant hair left in the center of his forehead that was like a polywog had just been embedded in his, in his skull. And he just told me how utterly painful it was and how expensive, and never to do it. And totally worth it, right? No. Yeah. No. Not in any way, shape, or form. And you and I are going gracefully bald together. <laughs> me, me more quickly than you. But, but, but equally <laughs> gracefully. That's true. Uh, look, at that, look at that information desk. It's like It's got like tiered... Bookshelves behind it's, it. It's this is before the remodel, isn't it? I think it's before the remodel. Or did we have the remodel? <clears throat> no, we haven't yet, the remodel. Yet, no. The, right. the rattan's still there. Uh, spoiler alert: There's a remodel coming up. All right, go next. Okay, so okay, next page. Really? <clears throat> yep. Okay. Oh, oh, Christmas. Pagan, pagan Christmas. First Christmas. Yes. Always, always complaints about a Christmas tree in the library. Yep. And I always hated that we had a Christmas tree in the library for a while. So yes. I like that she says trees aren't Christian; they're a pagan symbol. And then he complains about that. As he should. Bing. Ned's going to take us, make us take down our tree again. I like the reference to this has just been happening. Ned, the civil rights, you know, lawyer, making sure they they toe the line. 
Dewey seems to have a bad attitude about Christmas. I'm going to guess this comes from you. It does come from me. Another sheep on the corporate Christmas train, Dewey says in the last panel there. I do not like Christmas. You don't like Christmas? I do not like Christmas at all. Okay. Nope. Do you want to tell us why you hate Christmas? Wow. Meaningless meaningless gift giving uh, is the bane of my existence. Okay. I, I, loved, I love giving and getting great gifts, but I hate I hate the way my family does it. They, they just pile on stuff. It is, it is the most meaningless thing I've ever seen, so we actually don't go anymore to Christmas. It's a sad story. It is It is not a sad story at all. It is the okay. best thing for all of us, because I don't enjoy And being... you don't do Christmas at home? <clears throat> uh, we do. We give a few gifts to my oh, daughter, yeah. okay. and uh, a few meaningful things, and uh, she understands it. And my mother's my mother's um, biggest fear is that she will understand there is a, an enormous amount of gift-giving going on that my daughter is not a part of. And uh-huh. we, we force my mother to only give her one thing at Christmas, which, yeah. which drives my mother like just batty. And uh, but of course my daughter knows, and I'm like, yeah. So just because of us, you don't get to go get this stuff. So you don't hate Christmas. You just hate the Christmas you grew up with. Like you've made your own Christmas that you do like. You just said I have. I do. I do like Christmas with my with my. Uh, All right. My family. We, we, you we, just hate your family. We give my daughter a few gifts. We uh, go to a movie, and then we go eat some Chinese food. That's our Christmas now. Okay. It's fantastic. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Tamara's allergic to tinsel in the next page. We learn that's kind of sad. Wow. I've never. It looks like yeah. a giant fish bone she's got. And then, aw, I like the next, I remember the next one. That that Tamara sewed a, uh, a book warmer for, uh, for Mel. That's nice. To keep her books warm. Aw. It's quilted. And then uh, Buddy, got, Buddy got a jar of mascot rub. Registered trademark. And, and, Merv, and Merv got a uh, giant cut out of himself from his grandma. That's oh, nice. right. Yes. You did that. Beautiful. I don't know how you thought of that. Were you stoned? No, I, I got one. I got one for myself. You got one of yourself. I want to. I want to. I want to give myself a meaningful gift. So I got a cardboard cut out of myself. <laughs> Do you still have it? No. I, I, I bet I, it had a lot more hair than you have now. I found out that somebody makes these custom cardboard cutouts, and I was just fascinated by it. I desperately wanted one to put in our teen area. That was me. It's funny because I'm the one of us that's definitely more narcissistic, but you're the one who got the cardboard cut out of myself. Nice, that'd be fine. All right. Next. Happy Boxing Day! I did. I did for a while as a as a young man uh, celebrate Boxing Day instead of Christmas. That was my first act of Christmas rebellion. Yeah. So I waited until the day after Christmas to give my family gifts in an attempt to give it some meaning. <laughs> this isn't Christmas. I'm just giving you a gift. It's Boxing Day here. Yeah, I know. You are my servants. You're enjoy my, my land. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> like they didn't get it at all. They you're were, my you're my sharecroppers. They were just totally puzzled. I made a couple of other attempts. Like like one year, I gave uh, everybody I everybody who I uh, cared about, like all my friends, I gave everybody a present for Christmas. And my mother completely freaked out. She was like, "But they're not giving you gifts." And I was like, "Well, that's not the point. I'm trying to experience the joy of giving things to other people. So I'm finding gifts for everybody, and this is my money, and I get to spend it like I want because I had all these paper routes." And she just totally panicked, and that that totally showed me how bankrupt the whole thing was. It wasn't about it wasn't about giving anything for my mother. It was about um, whatever whatever she thought she was getting by giving us. Stuff. When you when you proposed to your wife, did you did you warn her that you're going to deconstruct everything? No, no. But but the great thing the great thing about my wife is because she's from Korea, where they don't celebrate Christmas. My wife hates getting gifts more than anyone else. Oh, I know. she does. She, she absolutely does. hates it. Yeah. yeah. When I give her a gift, she's mad, which means that I have to give her a gift so good that it overcomes her anger at yeah. getting a gift. Which they often don't. <laughs> <laughs> you do not always succeed. Oh man, the, the last thing I gave her, I, I got it. I got it uh, the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. This guy makes these little glass figurines, like for pendants and stuff, like little superhero kind of Pokemon looking uh-huh. things. And I got her uh, glass, custom glass earrings that look like little little cute maggots with big manga eyes. Maggots. Maggots. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like fly maggots. Uh-huh. 
Um, and she was not amused by that. Ah. But now she wears them on special occasions. She wore them for my birthday. <laughs> and she, she always kind of makes sure that I see she's featured. I think she's secretly... Honey, I'm wearing the maggots you got me. She secretly loves them now. Uh. I, I know. I know, that I've, I know that I've won that, that <laughs> battle. And I know that she will also never listen to us talk. Here at, the, here at the bottom strip, Frumpy the Clown. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah. Judd Winnick. Judd Winnick. Oh, yeah. what, a, what a good comic. That was such a good comic. Very, that, very inspiring. That's a comic that everybody in my family loved. Didn't grow up like particularly reading any comic strips aside from Peanuts, but um, I gave her Frumpy the Clown and she just fell in love. Was it the Very Ween Boy Genius, the two Judd Winnick properties, the early ones? Yeah, still fantastic. fantastic. Oh. I'm sorry, Judd, but that's still the best work you've ever done, both those things. Oh man, if I, if I, could, if I could ever in my entire life make anything as good as either of those, I would be so happy. Totally agreed. Totally agree. Oni Press made at least had them in print for a while. I don't know if they still do. I think you can still get the Barry Ween stuff. I, th I think the Frumpy stuff is. I mean, you can probably get it. Yeah, my son has read those. Just like the pages are falling out, he's read them so many times. So excellent. So excellent. I think it helps him understand how bad my comic strips are. And Judd Winnick originally appeared on what TV show, Bill? Uh, uh, Real World. In which city? Oh, I don't know. San Francisco. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. I believe he's married to the woman who uh, yeah, yeah. was becoming a doctor. Yeah. All right. Next page. Next page. The next strip is the is the Daydream strip. It's a two-headed monster, and it's it's the it's the mother and son. The mother and son who who, who talk. All they the time. they float in and out of our strip. They they showed they showed up a few years ago. They repeat what you know. They paraphrase what each other have said. Uh, the third strip was based on uh, kind of a policy at the library where I used to work, which was we actually had to tell librarians that they were people too. Yeah. For a while, because if something was making, the, the policy was if something somebody was looking at on the internet was making someone uncomfortable, mm -hmm. no matter what it was, that was bad. Because it was affecting their ability. Like if I, if I if you're eating if you're watching a website about eating lots of carbs and I'm like that make that's making me uncomfortable. It had to be reasonable, so no, okay. it doesn't count. Okay. But if it was if it was reasonably making someone uncomfortable, then you could ask them to to mitigate that somehow by turning the screen or yeah. moving to a different computer or yeah. something else. Changing the skin tone. Whatever. But we had to uh, we had to tell librarians that they were people too, mm. and that yeah, that counted. Yeah, that, that counted. Yeah, that's it nice. Like it. Yeah, isn't it nice? Next page. Oh, the computer victim is still quoting email. How do I return an email? <laughs> it's sort of like in the in the in the birth of these things, right? Mm -hmm. in, in the in the early days, you you get newscasters talking about sending quote emails and they use little quote things and and now and now and now they sort of nonstop talk about tweets and Snapchats and whatever the kids are doing today, the holograms the kids are sending today. I just like the Korea joke in the third panel of that first one. I served in Korea. I know spam. This is not spam. Spam is still big in Korea. You can still get you, you, uh, during Korean holidays. You have to. You're supposed to bring like a fancy box of food, usually fruit or something, or like to the to your to the house of your family when you're going, and you can get this giant gift box of spam. This really fancy gift box of like twelve cans of spam. We um we actually experimented with spam several times on our trip because it's, it'd be an extremely convenient like food to travel with. It's it's like it's like paleo in a can. It is yes. And, and my son was interested because um, we had been uh, listening to lots of Monty Python. So he was interested in the concept of spam. And then we got spam, and we're like, yeah, it's not good. It's really salty for one thing. So we tried low-sodium spam, and even that was not very good. What is that Hawaiian thing where it's like spam sushi? Mus musubi? Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's very odd. I can't eat it because I can't eat beef. So. Yeah. It's pork. Spam is pork. Is it? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was horse meat. Okay. No, it's, it's pork. All right. It's pork belly. All right. Okay. You can eat it. This is good I news. Think, I don't think so. It's good I, news. I, I think there's beef in it. Yeah. I'm going to go look. All right. Oh, look, we're going to pause the recording. Oh, no. I went and looked. And I'm going to look at a grocery store. I don't trust the internet in this one. Okay. It says here you book talk to 3,000 high school students this last month. Yep. Well, you know, adjusted for difficulty. This is a popular strip. As it should be. Yep. There's, yeah. a, there's adjusted for difficulty and a danger multiplier. So Dewey, Dewey actually spoke to one teenager, I assume. But he, he it got multiplied up to 3,000. Yep. Next. Another daydream. Another daydream at the bottom of that. 
Yeah, my my, uh, my advisor used to actually program uh, computers using punch cards. Mm -hmm. So I wanted, I wanted to do this as a little shadow. Little yeah. Next page. Why all those computers out of order? I don't know. Because, yeah. man, it's the library and the computers yeah. here suck. Whoops, wait, I can't say that. Make up another reason. What's going on? There's a bicycle rally going on in the library in the second strip. I guess that happens. I assume. Yeah. Oh, we got some kids on bikes. Oh, there's a car alarm going there's off. There's a car alarm going off. It, it's, it adds a flavor to our, converse, to our conversation. <laughs> I believe that's our warning sign. <laughs> We do yeah, have to check out soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dewey says, management has dulled your previously keen wits. That's pretty harsh. Pretty harsh, Dewey. Next page. All right. King of librarians. Dewey and, Dewey and Merv are loving each other up. That's nice. I like that. I like nice. that. They like each other. They appreciate each other. And then there's the, there's the um, uh, teacher complaining about Dewey handing out large print. And then, do you see what the kids are reading? To to get lots of um, to get lots of pages, they're reading uh, motorcycle parts. One of them is like, oh, airplane parts of nineteen eighty three, and then one of them is reading books and print. Books How many print. pages they're going to get done? That's nice. Oh, it's not. A, there's a mouse joke at the bottom. I like it. That's okay. Forget I called it a mouse. It's a kitten, a little white kitten. All right, I like it. Next page. Uh, another another strip we use in one of our talks, the last panel. Sorry, this is taking so long. Just help yourself to a big slice. Of I my missed life that grumpy old man. I had him in some strips. Again. He shows up all the time. He showed up like a week ago. No, really? Yep. I should start. Reading you just don't recommend. You should read our comic. comic. You yeah. should. You should read it. I think you'd like it. Well, there's that weird thing where I don't, I don't, I don't really read what's come out because I have to stay ahead in my head, right? I don't know why uh, you think that. Uh, uh, and then they're battling an evil giant. I remember this guy. Yeah. There was, the, there was this guy who used to come into our library who was uh, really grouchy, and he would just take over the DVD section. If anybody else walked into it, he would growl at him, and we'd have to, <laughs> we'd have to go and tell him to knock it off. Nice. It was crazy. And look at look at how frosty Tamara is in the, in the second panel. Of wow, that's right? like, it's, like a, uh, it's like you're drawing, uh, what was that comics company? Eerie? Not Eerie. EC, EC Comics. It's like an oh. EC Comics panel from EC Horror. Yes, it is. Well, this is a horrible moment. Yes, there you go. Okay. Oh, look! Next page. It's my first strip. Aw, so that means it's my birthday. Welcome to January 13th, 2003. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you, I believe that's Comic Sans there you used. I didn't know it's not Comic Sans. No? No. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a Comic Sans-esque. It's a Sans Serif, definitely. So this is, this is where we established the first of our two birthday traditions. This one was where Gene would draw the strip every year on my birthday. I would write it and he would draw it. Uh, I didn't know this was with, a, with varying results. A tradition until until this this moment. You mean like that day? I woke up and I, I said, "I can't remember." It was it, I didn't have a lot of notice. Was it pretty last? Well, I didn't have I didn't have enough time to draw a neck. I mean, look. That's true. Uh, they are just kind of floating on necks and I any of them. I mean, now your tradition is I give you lots of notice. I give you like a month's notice, and you spend twenty nine days stressing about it. And That's then you, you stay up all night sweating, and you give me like a pile of stuff, and yep. you're like, "It's the best I could do." About actually, time. come on, come on. The last one I didn't do that bad. No, you did great. The last one was fine. I finally kind of have figured it out. Now, now I forget how I did it. So, yeah. Uh, the bottom one is I love that fun That's fact. Um, one of the so before we started Unshelved, um, I had I hadn't drawn comic strips in like ten years, and I whined a lot about it, uh, and my wife ended up convincing me that I should try. Drawing comic strips, I just see if I is something I could do, and so I, I I manned up and I put on my big boy panties and I um, got a drawing book and I started doing a comic strip a day, kind of based on my life loosely with jokes and stuff, 
And most of them are like things that wouldn't be funny to anyone. They were highly contextual. But this, this is one of the jokes that came from that. So there you go. I think I think maybe two jokes total came from a year's worth of comic strips. <laughs> oh, and you got a car at the end of that year. I did. You got the right to buy a new car for yourself. Correct. Which I thought was hilarious. Correct. I like uh, slow down. That's funny. Next page. Library chip number twelve. Slow down. Yeah. Different ways in which people need to slow down, including I suppose so. Including the librarian at the end. A note to self: librarian needs to slow down. Yep. Yep. Uh, Look at the perspective in the in the third comic strip there. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Wow. It's not perspective, it's viewpoint. Point of view? Viewpoint? Viewpoint. Yep, it's where the camera is. Strange. Yep. I, I do that. I do that once in a while. All right. Once Done. every few months. Next. Wait, you didn't, you didn't, get, you didn't do the, the... What are they called? The felt things that she's cutting out. Uh, the pieces for the felt board. Yeah. Felt board. Felt yeah. boards. Part of story time. She says the monkey's not supposed to be strangling the elephant. Poor Dewey. It's taken out. Snip, snip. That's right. Cut, cut. Next page. Oh, I remember the gas mask guy. Yeah. Walked into my library. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, everybody lost their minds. Yeah, yeah, because they assumed that there was something going on. They didn't know what was happening. Yeah. yeah, I just thought the guy had allergies. Now I'd probably call the FBI. Next page. All right. Have you noticed a lot of crazies? Yes. And Dewey says, I have noticed a lot of crazies. Patrons of differing outlooks on reality. It's the cold brings them out like rats. I, I happen to think that's a really funny strip. See? Like, well, I like this t because because Dewey's doing this incredibly sort of. Um, he, he veers from this incredibly politically correct thing to say to this incredibly politically well, incorrect thing. I think there's a thing here that like when you become a manager, you're not allowed to refer to people uh, as lunatics anymore mm. or crazies. You have to suddenly be more mm -hmm. diplomatic about it because mm -hmm. nobody, you don't want to get back to anybody that you're calling them all lunatics. Mm -hmm. I've seen this happen to people I know where they just suddenly stop calling uh, <laughs> the problem patrons problem patrons. Oh no, they're not, they're not problems, they're opportunity patrons. Nice. That's enough. And then, and then there's a little thing in the next strip about calling being crazy. Who's the uh, who's the lady? What do we what do we call her in the third panel, the third strip there? She's the yuppie. No, isn't she the, the lady with a bad attitude? Isn't that the same woman? Or is it just her haircut? By she is the lady with a bad attitude, but we didn't we don't really have a, a thing we call her. So this, like like some libraries have code words for uh, the third the third strip. Um, some libraries have code words, and my wife's hospital where she works has code words. So that you can talk about people in front of their faces. Well, so you can you can so that you can get word out what's going on without everybody else knowing what's right. going on. Um, my favorite my favorite code word at my wife's hospital is code brown, which means exactly like <laughs> what you think it would mean. <laughs> so not too code subtle. Code brown in the hallway. No, not no, too no. subtle. You well, can probably figure it out. Well, my my wife's name is Silver, and uh, what I what I love is that code Silver means that uh, somebody has gone absolutely crazy, and they need a show of force in the room. Oh jeez. <laughs> no no relation to her, I'm sure. At least she claims. So. I like this. So Elmer Leonard means he's in trouble. Jackie Collins just means he's stalling till his lunch break. All right. Next. Next page. I don't know why I split the panel there in the middle. I just did. I like that strip. I, I sat there I trying like to figure out, figure out what somebody was paying in taxes, and I, I figured there's like there's at least a hundred people I know who we should just give their money back to, so they're not allowed in the library. Mm -hmm. That's a nice, but that's a nice um, turn at the end. You're saying I don't deserve more time? I'm saying I'll pay you 41 cents to leave. And on the whole, my bane, the bane of my existence in your scripts is, is somebody saying, you're saying, but in this particular case, it really pays off. And it says saying everywhere. Yes, nice. In the next in the next strip, somebody says, my taxes pay your salaries. You know I expect productivity, thrift, and customer service. And rightly so. I, I just, I have this, this theory that there's like, there's a very small number of people who take up 
most of the time at the library. Oh yeah. And and if we just stopped serving them, we would we would have so much more time to do better things for the people who like the like if you could just take the cars off the road, the ones who are, who are venting like oil visibly, the, you don't have to worry about the efficiency of the rest of them. Exactly. Yeah. Next page. Oh, Dewey's in a good mood. In the second strip. The good news is it's free. What's the bad news? There isn't any. How much is it going to cost me, man? I like it. Yeah. Good it's mood. It's nice. Uh, oh, so this last one reminds me of all the stories you told me. Like, the, the, when we first started talking about doing a strip, or, or even just the stories you would tell about, essentially the people asking about committing crimes before or maybe slightly after they've committed them. Mm -hmm. They were trying to understand the exact bounds of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they, they always thought, well, some people think, some people and some librarians think that somehow our conversations are privileged uh -huh. under the law. Like, like think, talking to a priest or a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can conveniently forget what you've been asked. Sure. And That's the, what happens in the library stays in the library. Yeah, but, but it's not privileged. Like, we're not actually priests. We're not counselors. You know, we're not lawyers. Uh, and and uh, the law, or the rules I always worked under were that if you remembered it yourself, uh, you could tell the police if you wanted to. That's true. No, no, you, yeah. you, you couldn't. You couldn't use the catalog to look up somebody's name to remember who oh, they were. Oh, sure, I see. You know, you couldn't. You couldn't use records because that that requires a subpoena to access uh, the records for, on behalf of the police. But if you knew knew yourself who it was, which basically meant that any of the trouble people that you had to encounter every day, you could give testimony against if you chose to. Yeah, you could just you could just rat them out. You could oh, narcotics. Completely. Them. Yeah. Do you? I, I had to call the police a couple times. <laughs> Next page. Oh, so this is where we tried to kill Buddy. Oh yeah, we were gonna we were gonna do away with him. We were gonna kill Buddy, but he was gonna have a fall and he was gonna die. And like it was almost like as I was drawing it, it, it was it, I was unable to do it. It was too much. It was too much. And so Buddy stuck around and, and still is there. Just did a Buddy strip the other day. Yep. Still the character who confuses people the most. Yep. But uh, he's he, he he fills some why vital we, part in the ecosystem. Why do we want to kill him? I just can't can't imagine wanting to kill him. Well, we just didn't. You know what what we're we gonna do with this guy dressed as a beaver? Yeah. yeah I don't know. He didn't. It didn't stick. In any case. <laughs> I like the last panel, the last. What can you do to avoid similar accidents in future? Next time I fall, I'll just fall. I love that. Yeah, there's always there's always that crazy line on uh, when you're reporting an accident in the library that something happened to a staff member. And yeah. You always have to tell what you would do better. And you're like, uh, I wouldn't drop the scissors on my foot again. <laughs> I wouldn't stand in front of the gun that the guy was firing. <laughs> That's right. Next page. I love that. I love that display. Seen the book? Read the movie. I love that. <laughs> We've made we've made different versions of that joke. In the I like that though. Yeah, That's beautiful. Oh. Wow. So Dewey, Dewey and Tamara go to a, a convention of the Avengers, but not the Marvel Avengers, but the other Avengers. Yes. In uh, fact, if you wonder why it's called Marvel's The Avengers, it's because of these guys came first. Steve and Peel. Yeah, and, and these are back in comics now too. Okay. I can't remember what they're called there. I can't remember if they're called the Avengers. Patrick McNee and Diana Rigg. Wow. Look at yeah. you. Ooh. Yeah. McNee. I, I I can't check that. You don't have to. It's correct. And then, oh, Buddy's doing a children's program. I don't see a milk steamer. I don't understand. Okay. Single tall decaf latte. Don't worry, my saliva's really hot. Nice. Next page. Choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah, choose your own adventure. We did a whole choose your own adventure sequence. What's her name, Shannon? Well, so after we did the sequence, long after we did the sequence, because we only met her when we started selling advertising, um, we, we met... Uh, the publisher of Choose Your Adventure. They did some advertising on our site, and her husband's the one who did. She's Ari Montgomery's wife. Yeah. The late Ari Montgomery, who yeah. just, just recently passed away. Yeah. Uh, but I got a book signed by him. Oh, yeah. One of my childhood heroes. Yeah, I loved his book so much. Yeah. Well, me too. I mean, Choose Your Adventures were huge for me. Oh, they were great. 
and uh, and then my son got to enjoy them too. Next, still teaser and adventure. Maybe you shouldn't have killed off the teacher in the first chapter. That's good advice. I refuse to pander to my audience. And then and then Buddy says, "Can I just say I love libraries and everyone associated with them?" See, because we're pandering to our audience. A little nice. meta there. A little fourth nice. wall. A little bit. All right, we're almost done. Two more pages. One twenty-six. Um, a little a little topical humor about ID badges. I guess did they start? Did did something actually change in your library about ID badges? No, but I was always thinking about the ID badges because they look exactly like our library cards. So, mm. so it turned out to fake an ID badge, all you had to really do was get a small picture taken and glue it to your library card. <laughs> and then clip that to your to your, your shirt and you were fine. I think maybe we were trying to visually distinguish the librarians in our strip. I'm not, I'm not sure why we decided to do this, but after this point, everybody wears a badge. Except for Buddy, because, you know. You know a, lot of, a lot of librarians wear badges. Look, look at yesterday in Omaha, everybody was wearing a badge. No, I know, I know. I, I think this is why we did it, is that... Um, we decided that that was something that was something sort of missing. They didn't look like they were in uniform because they weren't wearing badges. Well, De Dewey looks really casual, right? So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was tough, tough yeah. to distinguish him. But here's Dewey being quite quite cynical in the last, where he's asking if it's made of bulletproof Kevlar and is it razor sharp for self defense? Surely it's coated with life saving vaccines. My badge, my badge, uh, where I used to work, where I still sub once in a while. Uh, I have a complete head of hair. It, it no longer looks <laughs> like me at all. And I just, I just had to ask for a replacement. Like I, yeah. I had lost the one that I had because yeah. uh, I, I just. I, I use it so infrequently. Do you miss seeing yourself in a head of hair? Or did it just make you depressed? It's just it's just funny. It's just hilarious to me. It's now it's now past the point where and there's just no there's no protocol for me to go get another picture taken yeah. ever. So it's awesome. So for a while, everyone was wearing lanyards with their badges, and that was way too hard to draw. Mm. But I think I did a nice job drawing. Like look at look at Merv holding up the the, the badge and seeing how the lanyard kind of you know flows down from that. Mm. That's some quality drawing. I just nice, appreciate nice. that. And then a, a little a little terror moment in the second strip. There, there was something going on in Wisconsin where people were exercising their right to carry guns oh, in public buildings, uh, where they were just walking into the library with like loaded shotguns, loaded shotguns sitting in the kids' yeah. section. And yeah. I think this might have been a response to that, which was probably happening about that time. Um, and I think even the NRA basically said, "Don't be an idiot." Like, stop doing that. I don't think they said that. They did. I think, I think they really did. I, th I really? think there was a point where they're like, "Look, <laughs> even we think you're taking this too far," but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Uh, I look, Read Responsibly. Read Responsibly became, nice. uh, well, the, uh, a good-selling t-shirt that said Read Responsibly, and then enough people came up to us and said, I don't read responsibly, I read irresponsibly, that we made that t-shirt, and that became the best-selling t-shirt. Like, for a lot, for many years, that was the best-selling t-shirt. That's nice. Um, and also the title of our fifth book is Read Responsibly. And we're done with book one. We're done with book one. So Fantastic. thanks for joining us, uh, and we're going to see how people like this. And if, if so, we have apparently ten more books, which oh. I have to say at this moment seems like a lot, but I'm having a, I'm actually... <laughs> I'm actually having a good time. Yeah, yeah. It just takes a long time. This takes a while. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.